So hey guys, welcome to the new episode of SaaS Sessions podcast. And today I have Jeff Davies with me. Uh, Jeff is an international speaker and he's founder of JD2 Consulting Group. They specialize in B2B sales and marketing alignment. You know, that's actually like, you know, aligning marketing and sales. And he's got super 15 years of experience into sales and marketing and business development. So welcome Jeff to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome. So funny story about Jeff, uh, how I know him is uh, uh, Max from Outreach was doing a live video in some event on LinkedIn and uh, Jeff happened to be in that video. And yeah, that's how that's how we know each other. Now. Yeah, that is the day that I video bombed uh, Max out shoulder by accident. Uh, yeah. So I was actually at Serious Decisions in Austin and uh, didn't realize that LinkedIn Live had launched and it popped mm -hmm. up on my the notification popped up on my phone mm -hmm. uh and then as we spoke about uh i was one row over from max and mm -hmm. said let me follow this because i think he is literally one row over and so that's how uh, <laughs> i got on his linkedin live feed and that's how you saw me and that's how you yeah. found out about the podcast.com and that's how we're having a conversation now awesome yeah yeah it's great to have you. So, uh, you know, you. Jeff, uh, can you tell us more about your journey? You know, you have got 15 years of experience into all like sales, marketing and business development. So, you know, how, sure. how did you start and, you know, how did you start JD2 Consulting Group and tell us about your journey? Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell the 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 short long story. Uh, I started my career actually, um, well, actually before my career, I actually start, was an engineer by training. So um, super math nerd, uh, actually worked uh, worked all through college uh, at NASA's engineer and really for all intents and purposes thought I was going to be an engineer. Uh, got some feedback early in my career I should consider sales or consulting, uh, to which I said absolutely not uh, because I still believe that most people do not uh, choose a career in sales in the early uh, start of their career. Uh, that's, that's changing as, as uh, we get more formal education around sales. Uh, right. But ended up going into sales, doing very well at it, really, really liked it, enjoyed it, uh, mm -hmm. but realized at some point marketing just did not get what we needed. Um, there was just a disconnect and we would get things in the field and we would say, what is this? What are they thinking? And then we would mm -hmm. pretend like we were actually using it uh, when our managers was with us. And, and then afterwards we would, you know, throw them in the trash or discard them. Um, don't tell anybody, uh, but that's a secret. And um, there just a light really kind of went off on my brain of like, why is this not working? And so uh, I had a chance encounter with our director of marketing at the time. He came to one of our sales meetings, okay. uh, explained to us um, what they were. Well, first of all, I empathized with the fact that the market had changed. Uh, mm -hmm. And one of our frustrations, uh, I actually happened to be in healthcare sales, uh, is that the market changed, our company culture changed, and there's a lot of things that were going on. And it was tough because it was a transition of moving from what we were doing in the past to what we needed to do. And things just weren't clicking. And so he, first of all, empathized uh, as a marketing leader uh, that things had changed and that they'd recognized it and that they had created this tool to help us sell more efficiently, to sell you know, uh, better with our customers, to be able to engage and personalize and all sorts of things. And then proceeded to explain it and then also share with us that the reason that it was created was to help us sell more and sell uh, more effectively and efficiently. And so that's when I think my, my journey into 
this work uh, in helping B2B organizations strategically align sales and marketing really started. Uh, and subsequent to that, went back to business school uh, where I got my MBA focused in marketing, transitioned to myself into, or as I always joke and say, I turned myself into a marketer so that I could selfishly advocate for salespeople uh, internally and found that my marketing colleagues, uh, super smart people, really super passionate, great marketers, um, hadn't really sold before and just didn't really get it. And so that is what has led us to where we are today about me really taking my uh, experiences both in sales and marketing, which many folks don't get the chance to, to have both careers, and then helping leaders understand how they can communicate better and really uh, align uh, their team strategically so that they're going to market uh, together. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. so you obviously saw that there's a, you know, misalignment between, you know, what sales are doing and what marketing teams are doing. And then, you know, you face the problem yourself and then you uh, thought there's like a, uh, there's th these two things should be aligned. Right. And that's how I think you started. So, you know, mm -hmm. so then you might be, you know, you know, you might know, like, you know, what are the exact what are some of the reasons that, you know, B2B companies, as you mentioned, you know, finding it difficult and, you know, finding it costly to achieve, you know, sustainable growth, you know, what is the missing piece of the puzzle here? Yeah, I think for most uh, B2B organizations, what we have to realize is that the buyer has fundamentally changed. Uh, digital disruption really is the, the biggest catalyst for that. And I would say in the companies that I work with, most of them have not really adapted the way that they sell the market to be uh, in line with the way that buyers buy today. Uh, the modern buyer is demanding a better customer experience. Uh, they are demanding that you show up and add value to the conversation. Uh, we can no longer talk about features and benefits. They have found all that information online. Um, there are multiple studies that show that you know majority of B2B buyers can put together a, uh, a short list of companies and vendors purely based on uh, digital content that they're finding on the web. So when they come to you, they're looking for a strategic partner, a consultant that they can use to help them navigate the decision-making process. They're not looking for a salesperson or marketer to uh, talk about features and benefits and you know why you should buy our product and why we're better than you know company uh, ABC. So if you're still selling in that way, if you're still marketing in that way, uh, you're missing the mark. And so what I find with most companies that are finding that they are um, you know flatlining for their growth or that their growth is actually declining is they're not connecting, communicating with the, the modern buyer in the way in which they're demanding. Um, that is really what has fundamentally changed in B2B. And it's only going to uh, continue to change. Uh, I, I share with leaders that we, in the middle, we are in the middle of a seismic shift. Um, there are little ripples as, as happens before the tsunami or, or the earthquake that we're seeing, um, but it's it is going to get to a point where if you do, don't take this seriously and really do the things that are necessary um, to align your teams, you're going to be at a stark disadvantage where you're playing defense continually uh, versus, you know, getting in front of it now and taking a strategic post and being on the offense. So, uh, so how do companies can, you know, see these small ripples coming, which are, you know, which might turn out to, you know, big tsunami waves uh, for them. So, you know, how can companies find out what these ripples are, you know, before when, right when they start and try to eliminate those ripples and, you know, how can companies find their perfect piece of this big puzzle here? Yeah. So I think the, the, the symptoms that you would would see as a leader in an organization to be indicative of uh, misalignment or just not being in touch with your your buyers, your customers, your your prospects. Um, a lot of times, customers are just complaining that it's hard to work with you. Like your your customer experience uh, is either um, 
just not cohesive. It's not seamless. There's a lot of friction. It's hard to buy from you. Um, also, too, um, you will see that you know you have a lot of churn. Like that's another one that's super indicative, uh, especially in the SaaS space. That a lot of people are so concerned uh, with you know top of funnel and getting more leads in and getting more prospects and closing more business. When we don't really step back for two seconds and realize that your churn is really what's affecting uh, your revenue numbers. Uh, so we have to really look at the the whole spectrum. And you know what I argue uh, in my work and what I what I share with the, with leaders is that uh, as a sales leader, as a marketing leader, if you operate in the silo, you do not have the visibility to understand what is really going on with the customer. You don't have um, the whole picture. You don't have the whole story. And so it's imperative for sales and marketing leaders to understand that they've got to get together to be able to understand what's happening end to end, to be able to see and recognize issues and problems and bottlenecks before the customer either at A, a excess and, and decides not to buy your product or B, uh, you know, ends up churning and, and not ever coming back to the organization. But you just can't do that uh, in your silo. So, uh, so there is a lot of things that you, that, that the uh, possibilities there are, you know, to align these kind of things, you know, your sales team and your marketing team to achieve that kind of growth, to achieve that kind of sustainability, right? So, you know, can you tell us in short or can you tell us in brief that, you know, what exactly aligning your sales and marketing team means? Like, you know, what are some of the activities which are involved in this, you know? It might be maybe, you know, sales team talking to marketing team every day, every, you know, monthly, weekly or whatever. Or can you give us some activities or in which, uh, which aligns with this thing? Sure. So it's a great, it's a great question. First of all, uh, one of the reasons that I started the company and one of the, and one of the things that I focus on, uh, whether I'm, you know, keynote speaking in a conference or, uh, actually an engagement with a client or even on the podcast, you know, my podcast, uh, I talk about the fact that we've got to get out of tips and tricks, um, and really start to think more strategic and more high level. Um, because really, when you think about alignment in its truest form, this is really a business transformation. This is not a one-time thing where we say we're going to sit down in a meeting and we're going to align our teams and then we're done, right? Mm-hmm. This is a journey. It is a journey that never ends. It's continuous. Uh, alignment, you're always going to have to be you know, pressure testing, pressure testing, I should say, uh, and making sure that you guys are doing the right thing and always keeping that relationship. One of the things that um, has caused this problem to persist for so long, um, sales and marketing alignment is not new. It's been it's been existent for decades. This has been a dysfunctional relationship for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but what what I know to be true is that if you are serious about fixing it, you've mm-hmm. got to fix the people part of misalignment. Sales and marketing don't truly know each other. And so that's why I say, if you want to really fix this and have it, have it stick in the organization, you have to be strategic. And so what I developed is what I call the three pillars of alignment transformation. So first of all, uh, first and foremost, before you even start to transform the organization, you have got to have the CEO and leadership buy-in. You have got to share with them the business case uh, for why putting resources, time, and energy into aligning sales and marketing is worth it. And it definitely right. is. And we can talk about that in more detail. Uh, and I also uh, talk about it in my, my new book that's coming out in the fall uh, in, more, in more detail as well so that you can have that argument uh, if you have a CEO or leadership that's not on board. Once we do that, uh, we then need to address the three pillars of alignment strategy. And so that's data, process, and communication. And so, you know, and I won't go into it in, in grave detail here uh, based on our time, but I also talk about it in the book. But really on the data 
the data pillar, we're really needing to push ourselves to create a single source of truth so that we can really, as sales and marketing leaders, understand how our buyer is interacting with us throughout the entire revenue funnel. Mm -hmm. We then need to build processes that help facilitate our buyers to make a decision internally. It's really, really tough because we don't know what's happening internally, but uh, through asking really great and smart questions and really understanding how our buyers buy, we then need to create a you know, revenue generation process that mirrors that. And then thirdly, yeah. uh, which I think most organizations struggle with the most is communication. And so developing a formal feedback, feedback loop that allows sales and marketing to learn from each other and strategize and grow and iterate and change because, you know, really, you know, it goes back to Darwin, right? Like the survival of the fittest. It's really about those that are uh, able to adapt. So it's right. not the big strongest. It's those that, that are able to adapt the quickest. And the only reason, the only way to adapt uh, to the market is for you to have, you know, the, the ability to get insights uh, from the from the field, from the market, from customers, and then be able to internalize those and and, and then you know pivot uh, however you need to. So those three areas is really what you know from a strategic transformation standpoint, leaders need to focus on. It's data, process, and communication, and those will set you up for success to be able to move the organization in the way that it needs to go. Awesome. And I know uh, in the first part, uh, you mentioned uh, earlier that uh, there are like, you know, people, people should stop using, you know, tips and tricks, right? You know, yes. if you Google out, you know, let's say trip, uh, tips and some tricks to align my, you know, sales and marketing. And there is like, you know, you people always go through, you know, the first 10 pages, 10 results in the first page of Google, and then they never go beyond that. But, you know, yes. there are millions of people, you know, thousands of people doing that same search and reading the same material created by the same guys and you know they're doing all the same things but they fail to understand that these materials were created in their context right uh, so for everyone it might be different it's not the same so you know it yeah go ahead no you're absolutely correct and, and this is uh -huh. why it's important to understand the strategy and take the time to know what's right for your business because right. the way in which you execute the things that I talked about, the data, the process of communication, right. does not look the same in organization A and organization B. Organization B may have you know a larger tech stack. It may have right. you know much more mature marketing, a much more mature right. mature marketing team. So looking at their data and, and bringing it all together looks very different from mm. you know a high growth a SaaS company that you know has a bunch of lighter. Uh, revenue, you know, tech stack and just really needs okay. to, to be on the same page. So uh, it is an individual decision. No organization should be looking at templates and saying, this is how we do alignment. It's just not, it's not feasible. It doesn't make sense. Awesome. Yeah. I guess alignment for different companies work differently, obviously. So, and I believe you have worked with a lot of, you know, big companies, big names, like such as Salesforce, LinkedIn, Seismic, Oracle, and more. So can yes. you, can you give us an example of with a, some company, you know, like a case study where you, which you can tell, you know, how you, did you identify, uh, you know, the, how did you identify the ripples that were turning into tsunami and how did you align your the sales to marketing? Sure. It's a great question. So I really focus, uh, uh, ironically, actually on mid-size uh, B2B companies. I feel like they are the ones that really can, uh, I think all companies can benefit for this, uh, benefit from aligning sales and marketing. But I think mid-size companies many times fall into the trap of not believing they can do the same thing that an enterprise level company can, uh, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to things like, you know, ABM, account-based marketing. I think that every level of organization can, can, can do things like that. And we can talk about that in more detail if we have time. Mm -hmm. um, um, but I say all that to say, uh, absolutely. And so I actually, really, really quick story, worked with a company um, that was just seeing uh, revenues, uh, revenue growth stall. 
Um, they were, it had basically flatlined and they were just trying to figure out like, how do we grow? Um, we've got customers, but like, it's just tough to, to get these deals to close. It's tough to get uh, top of funnel stuff. What do we do? And so when we really dig into the details, um, there were there were a couple thing, a couple different things happening. Uh, one of which was just a lot of stalled deals um, that were sitting in pipeline that just were not closing. Uh, there were also was a lack of brand awareness in the market, mm-hmm. um, and so uh, and there were a number of other different things. But uh, when you really boil down to it, is you know it was a sales driven organization. The resources uh, were not really uh, given toward marketing. And so what you, what you have is that you have to understand that if you're going to scale, if you're going to really grow the business, you, you need uh, that yin and yang of, you know, sale, sellers out there making it happen, but marketing being able to, to get out in front of the market and tell that story. And so what we, what we did then is to say, okay, great, let's dig into the data to see what's really going on, um, you know, using their, their CRM data and that sort of thing. And then really doing the, the, the work that a really good marketing team can do around understanding who is the customer? Mm-hmm. Who are we selling to? What's important to them? Developing an ICP, an ideal customer profile, uh, and then also looking at customer personas within those accounts. These are traditionally marketing activities. And sometimes, uh, very much like this organization, what they fall into, if you're a sales-driven organization, you just get on the phone mm-hmm. and you start making calls. And that may work for a, a finite amount of time, but in order for you to be really effective and use your time in the correct way, you need to do that work that stereotypically marketing is doing. It's looking at ICPs, looking at customer sonas, um, really drilling down and, and getting a strong value proposition, uh, getting messaging that resonates, all of that stuff. And so once we're able to do that work uh, and really have everybody on the same team about who are we targeting, what are we saying, why do we care, and then also becoming more uh, customer focused instead of product focused. Mm-hmm. Um, they had historically been a very product focused organization. These are the products we have. Who wants to buy them? Mm-hmm. Well, why don't we start with the person that has the the ability to gain the most value from the services we provided, and right. then we can figure out what makes the most sense for them. And so when you flip that that conversation and you start really understanding who your customer is and then figuring out the best way to provide them value, mm-hmm. that's a very different. Uh, interaction. And so through all that work, we were able to get really crystal, crystal clear on who we needed to go after, what do we needed to say, uh, you know, what were the value was, uh, and was able to actually achieve double digit growth, what, uh, which was really, 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 really great. So uh, okay. it can be done. Um, but you know, that is a, a prime example of really showing the synergy between sales and marketing right. and how marketing can really set up sales for success and right. not uh, as many you know, CEOs and leaders in the B2B space believe of you know, creating flyers and updating the website and all of those sort of things. There's, there's a real benefit and value uh, in having a strategic uh, marketing partner. That's awesome. And you know, again, so this, this, uh, all these things or all these, uh, you know, activities worked out for the company, which were, which yeah. was in that stage and which, uh, in particular in this situation. So it doesn't mean that, you know, these kind of activities would work for any other company specifically. Right. So, right. And it, it's, yeah. it's taking that time to identify, sorry to, to cut you off, yeah. but it's taking that time to identify what uniquely are your challenges. Another right. organization, maybe it was, be, maybe they were focused on too many ideal customer profiles or right. or maybe they were focused on the complete wrong target market you know you don't know what that is and mm-hmm. so you kind of have to do the work 
Uh, I, I love the, the root cause analysis kind of framework to figure out what's wrong. Uh, I use that in my, my own practice. Um, and then once we identify what's wrong, let's start there. Uh, we can talk about what's the best solutions and the most efficient way about going and fixing it. But you got you to gotta get to the root cause of what's going on. Awesome. I mean, uh, it's it's lovely to see that, you know, you're going very vertical into, you know, aligning sales and marketing. So I, I believe that you also host your podcast, which uh, I told about, you know, the alignment podcast, right? So where, yes. so Jeff, Jeff holds, so guys, Jeff hosts the podcast, the alignmentpodcast.com and where he hosts leaders uh, who are focused on, you know, aligning their marketing to sales. So, you know, you guys should definitely check out. Uh, and he's yes, also I, alignmentpodcast.com. The URL right. is super simple. The alignmentpodcast.com. Awesome. And I believe that, you know, Jeff is launching a book uh, on the same topic again. So, you know, yes. can you tell us more about, you know, what's been included in this book and, you know, what people should expect? Sure. It's top secret. So I can't share it with you. No, I'm totally <laughs> joking. Uh, so the book is uh, releasing later this year. Um, and it really is a culmination of my experience both in sales and marketing, uh, all of the conversations I've had on my podcast, a lot of the leaders I've interacted with on the sales side of the house and the marketing side of the house, I just wanted uh, and realized, well, I just, I realized that, you know, through my time doing this work, I not only have a wealth of experience that I've gained throughout my career, but I've also had really amazing conversations with leaders that are really at the top of their game in their field. And I, I wanted to, in a really, really cohesive, succinct way, share these learnings across both sales right. and marketing leadership. Uh, and so that was the motivation behind the book. So it really is for forward-thinking sales leaders, marketing leaders in the B2B space that recognize that you know the way that we're operating together is not working, but don't really quite know how to take a strategic approach, a strategic approach, I can't talk today, strategic uh -huh. approach of bringing sales and marketing uh, together in a way that really is gonna drive growth. Uh, that is the focus of the book. And so uh, it really helps us understand, uh, I almost feel like kind of a marriage counselor of, uh, right. of helping sales and marketing understand how, how interdependent their relationship is and how much they truly need each other uh, to be able to survive and be competitive in the new B2B. <laughs> so super excited about it. A lot of great, uh, a lot of great folks, uh, a lot of great thought leaders, a lot of top voices in sales and marketing are going to be, uh, uh, I, I, would get, I would say, having cameos uh, in the book. So um, we'll be excited awesome. to share that with your audience. We're, we're all live and released and published. Awesome. You know, that's a great analogy, you know, uh, saying, calling yourself a you know, marriage counselor and, you know, marrying sales and marketing. <laughs> I, I kind of feel like that. And I always start my sessions with my sales and marketing leaders. They're sitting in my couch and I say, okay, let's first start with what we have in common. <laughs> let's start there. We're, we're trying to get to the same thing. We're trying to get customers. We're trying to drive business. We're trying to make money. We're trying to get okay. revenue. Okay, great. We're not enemies. Let's go from there. Awesome. So that's, that's it with Jeff, guys. I mean, thanks a lot, Jeff, for doing this. I mean, Absolutely. And, Thank you for having yeah. me. Yeah, awesome. Do, I'll do share, you know, uh, do share with us when, when there's a book launch is live. Yeah, so everybody can uh, to stay connected with me. A couple different things you can do. Obviously, the podcast, thealignmentpodcast.com. Also, check out my website, meetjeffdavis.com. That's where I do all of my updates, all of my blog. Everything is is there. And then also, obviously, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, mm -hmm. Twitter, I'm at Jeff underscore Davis 2, the number 2. Uh, and we just launched Instagram earlier this year, uh, and that is at Align with Jeff Davis. So uh, feel free to follow me at all of those properties. I'm always updating and keeping people informed on what's going on. So if you're interested in purchasing the book later this year, definitely connect with me in one of those, and I will be announcing when everything is 
live and ready to go. Awesome. So I'll, I'll include all these links, uh, you know, in the description. So if you guys want to check out, you can go and check out and follow and connect with Jeff. Yes. Awesome. awesome. So great talking to you, Jeff. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs>